All right. After the Ecuador game, after the press conferences, we are here once again. Gotti, John, Tom Marshall, who is um, not not good today. That's why he's not hosting. His throat isn't any better. So if you're on the Tom Marshall watch of getting sick, <laughs> I would think Mr. Tom Marshall's getting up there, but he's, he's putting some cough drops. So first of all, Tom, are you feeling over? Um, not bad. Not the best, though. Okay. I've been better. Looking forward to going on for a couple of days all right. and uh, rest up, to be honest. So let's just jump right in, Mexico and Ecuador, and the biggest talking points um, that's coming out uh, first, injuries. We talked about, you know, yesterday about the curse, about the stadium, and the one thing we saw today, and the reoccurring thing, players on the ground, and hopefully it wasn't serious. But Tom, um, start with you. What uh, what can you tell us with Moreno and what's going on with all the injuries here again? No, it looks like Moreno's out. Um, you know, he's going to go for tests on Monday, tomorrow. Um, but Tata said, you know, there's a big possibility that he's not going to make the Gold Cup. Uh, another another player down the train. It's just absolutely unbelievable. I mean, you know, just the the rate that the players are dropping and the the bad luck. You know, there's I mean, there is bad luck. I mean, let's mention as well. I mean, Miguel Layun, who who just survived cancer. I mean, that this is like serious life threatening stuff. And for you know, to for a player to go through that, and then you've got the atmosphere with the press and you know, there's accusations flying around, you know, about these players not being committed. And then, I don't know, I felt like that Layoun story kind of put everything into perspective. And it's like, you can't speculate, you know, mm -hmm. as a journalist or whatever you do, you, you just really shouldn't speculate. So, yeah, but I mean, in, in, a, in terms of playing, it's bad news for Mexico. He's one of the leaders. Um, he's been there, his experience is a, the only left-footed um, centre-back that Mexico has. He plays out the back really well. He's a guy who's worked under Van Gaal. He's worked under... Pochettino, I believe, and he, he he knows he knows what Tata's is an intelligent footballer. You know, he he, he understands. I, I feel like he he understands just very like with ease what Tata is looking for. Somebody <laughs> I'm speak. just somebody uh, speak. Sorry, I was a little bit. Uh, I I, re staring I, at each other there going, I, I really thought that Tom didn't know how to speak, and he spoke for about two minutes right now, and he was like, <laughs> he's ready to go. So I think he just wanted me to hijack this. And <laughs> uh, what are the other things, John? Um, that especially on the press conference and out after the game, and we'll discuss what the you know about Ecuador, but the storylines coming after this. Well, I think Martino spoke about a lot of the same things he's been speaking about. First of all, touching on the absences a little bit, this is just my opinion. Again, he messed yeah. up the provisional roster. <laughs> yeah. Just put more names on the on the list, and you can bring him in. Somebody tweeted, "Why doesn't he call up Uguayola?" Because he can't. Yeah. That'd be fine. You know, I think there were players yeah. that would be available. And, and his excuse—maybe excuse is a harsh word—but his logic was, "Well, I don't want to get players excited if they're really 40th or 50th or 60th on the list." But Aren't these players mature enough to where you can go to them and say, "Listen, Hugo, you you, you're in the World yeah. Cup, but, but also you're not wouldn't, in the wouldn't, wouldn't they prefer to be on the list and not? <laughs> you know, right. they have like a one percent chance no, than a zero. No matter what the case is, I think the communication and look like Martino was frustrated with the way that that Jesus Corona didn't communicate with him. Well, how hard is it for you to pick up the phone to Uguayala, to Omar Govea, even to Giovanni dos Santos? I know it sounds insane, but like, listen, yeah. he could be on this roster if someone gets injured. I mean, if you're going. Gio or, or Antuna, although he played well tonight. Uh, I mean, whatever. Like, I, I, I see it as kind of a toss-up. You got a guy with his experience, or you got a young guy that can sort of provide some of the same things. Yeah, anyway, it's the, it's the big mistake so it's far. Huge. We've not seen many mistakes, but it is the big mistake. After that, he talked a lot about uh, just the fact that Mexico is kind of playing who's in front of it. I mean, they're going into a Gold Cup group stage where 
I don't think anyone, even the biggest CONCACAF stan, and it's probably me speaking, uh, is not going to say that Cuba or Martinique are going to trouble Mexico. Mm -hmm. Canada, maybe, maybe not. It just kind of depends on how the managers approach that game and kind of what the situation is, right? But even then, I mean, would it be difficult to, to imagine a Mexico team getting through with nine points or, or seven points? Are you going to say nine players? They might have to be nine that's, players that's if the, the injuries keep going. But, but, but when you look at what happened today, and this isn't a takeaway from Martino's press conference either, but the U.S. getting blown out by Venezuela and looking terrible, if that's your biggest competition, despite the fact that, okay, maybe you're going to have to call up Raul Gudinho as a winger, your team is still the favorite to win this tournament by far. Yeah. Um, before we get to kind of what happened in the mix zone with Cardi, was Cardi there. Wants but to talk about Leon. <laughs> what is his, uh, you know, scoring, Leon? You know, yeah, we, we finally got on the scoreboard, but it was we, the wrong, way, wrong game. Wrong game, wrong game. Um, I think it was nice seeing Chapito Montes return Dallas injury-free, because as we remember the past time he was Wasn't here. Wasn't against Ecuador when he got injured, too? Yes. Right? Right, yeah. With the other player, right? I read your stuff, John. <laughs> I read your stuff, John, but sometimes it's just... Yeah, it, it was nice seeing him back in Dallas, um, not get injured, stayed safe. I think he was the best player out there, in my opinion. Um, I think he definitely provided a lot. He was uh, very connected with their, all the players, so that was nice seeing him. And, yeah, I mean, we missed out on Chavito Montes scoring uh, in the final. And, you know, Angel Mena on the other side with Ecuador with his free kick, kind of deflected, right? Off, yeah, yeah Montes, Montes. Cesar Montes. Yeah. Um, so we got 1-1 one, one <laughs> for yeah. Leon. was all, you know, oh, my God, he scored. I'm like, uh, Ecuador scored. She was all happy about it, so that's that's what she tells you where he, um, really quick, Cardi, uh, and as far as, you know, you were in the mix zone, what, what were the players talking about, especially um, Raul Jimenez, a quote that he said, you know, that this is going to be his tournament. Thanks to John asking him a question in English, but um, that came out. Um, what was your question, John? I... Well, I just asked him, I, I asked him that what it was going to be like to carry the load. I mean, he's the only player who started both friendlies, uh, the second batch, the second two friendlies, and... I think it's clear that Martino doesn't really have any other options. I mean, he put, he brought in Alexis Vega, but I think it's more of just yeah. a, a cameo almost. It's Raul or, or Bust. We've seen too many other players bust, but as long as he stays healthy, I do think that Raul, I mean, yeah. he's clearly the best option, right? Yeah, yeah you know what? I, I don't know. It just came through my mind there, but it's like it's that thing with Antuna again because he's been playing up front quite a lot, you know, in the absence of Zlatan. So it's like... I don't know, it, it just it surprised me that Antuna wasn't kind of already on there and, and maybe Cesar Montes or, or, I don't know, somebody else was left off the list, I don't know. But, but he was so his... short up front though, no? I mean, yeah. I mean, if Raul goes and you've got Alexis Vega, Alexis Vega is a talented young player, but for me is nowhere near no. level. The gap between Raul Jimenez and Vega... Well, especially because of the tournament he had with Chivas, it wasn't the best at yeah. all compared to maybe the season before with Toluca. And, you know, then you could have been like, okay, I see why he made it and now I guess he's struggling. Um, but yeah, Raul Jimenez is definitely the, the choice. He has to be up top. And I think the quote that he said was, I'm going to show the world who I am. So I definitely, you know, speaks a lot about the confidence he's had, a great season with Wolves. Um, now, you know, with you know, head of Gold Cup, hopefully staying safe and, you know, continuing to do his best. And not only his ambition and sort of extending the positive momentum, but listen, I think some of the criticism from the Mexican press has been totally fair not toward Layun, obviously, but there are players who are obviously not committed to the national team because they don't want to be in, and that's fine. I think it's their decision. This is a guy who really does want to be here, who's very excited about this tournament, 
who wants to represent his country, who wants to, like you said, show Mexico and show the world who I am. So I think it's it's even maybe more than just a, a kind of a good player or, or a great player from Mexico. It's a guy who wants to be there and is, I think, also kind of just a leader on the team. I mean, if you're Alexis Vega and you're behind a Premier League player who scored 12 goals last season, who is excited about playing in this tournament, I mean, I think it sends a good message, just the fact that he's there and excited yeah. about the tournament and yeah. willing to put in the minutes, willing to take on the load that, that he's really going to have to take on this summer. Yeah, I mean, I suppose with Raul as well, you know, he's never been the star. <laughs> so I suppose it's like a new, this is a new feeling going into a summer, knowing that he's like, he's the man. And as a player, 28 years old, it must feel good that. Uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought, you know, I thought, Tata said it was the worst game out yeah. of the four. I think tactically he was experimenting with Guardado in the holding role. I think ideally he would. I think he would have put Reyes in there. If this was the first game of a competition, I think it would have been Reyes. But I think kind of he thought right, we're going to play Cuba, Martinica, Martinique, and all that, and you know let's see how it works. In case I need to do it, I'll have three midfielders, all three very very good on the ball. None of them particularly great at kind of getting the ball back. Jonathan dos Santos not bad, but. Luis Montes and um, and Guardado they're not kind of tacklers they're not fearsome tacklers yeah. that are going to break up plays so I think he took a risk there I didn't think it worked and I thought it kind of accentuated the need for Edson Alvarez to be fully fit it was good to see him before the game kind of kicking the ball he was dressed he was he was out there on the pitch so uh, so yeah I didn't think it worked out uh, I thought Jorge Sanchez I think he picked up a little knock but I, I think he's absolutely fine but I don't think he had a good game I think I thought he was a little bit out of his depth um, and I think Alexis Vega is probably another one who's a little bit out of his depth. How about uh, Chaka Rodriguez and all the tweets <laughs> said everyone <laughs> didn't want to have him score and he scores uh, a Lotuka when he's angry and that. It's just almost. a different Chaka with Tigres and Selección Mexicana. I feel like there's still some players that they're doing well with their respective Liga Mekki team when it comes to Selección. He had a good game today. Uh, I think he's <laughs> al almost always been good. I don't get the Chaka hit. I don't get it at all. I just think he missed a lot of opportunities on the wing. I mean, definitely today he redeemed himself. I'm not saying he was terrible, but he just doesn't fully convince me to be a starter. But I, I don't think you guys like the name Chaka, and I feel like it's, <laughs> I think that's what it comes down to. It. Like, I, mean, I have to like it. <laughs> I've heard it, like, he looks like a total badass, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. Like, you think, like, oh, my God. So Apparently, he's, like, he's just, like, the nicest. He never speaks. Apparently, he's got, like, about seven kids, and what? he just does absolutely nothing, just goes to training, goes home. And just leads an absolutely like chilled out life. I don't know. That's yeah. what I've heard about Chaka, but he's not what you imagine. You imagine he's like partying and yeah. like, but um, you know, don't judge a book by its cover, you know. But anyway, but, uh, yeah, the other thing I thought was interesting with Chaka's goal was that it was one fullback providing a cross mm -hmm. for the other fullback, yeah. and that wouldn't have happened under Osorio. Yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't. It would have been very unlikely. And obviously, that's that's one of the major system changes. Under Martino, the fullbacks are pushing really high. The kind of the wingers are, are coming inside a little bit more. It's almost like a front five at times. But also, it goes back to that what I was saying about the midfield. If you've got a Reyes or you've got an Edson Alvarez in the holding role, they drop back and it's a it's a three four three. You know what I mean? And I think that um, I think that 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 was what Martino kind of wanted to see today. And I think I think the yeah. I mean, I just think it's better with a true holding midfielder I, I think it's better with a true holding midfielder and as you mentioned I think Sanchez is a bit out of his depth and that's yeah. why I think Shaka is a good choice too because both him and Gallardo are almost tailor-made for mm -hmm. that sort of role okay it's a fullback position but I also need you to get very forward both of those guys with experience as attacking players in their career before Shaka with uh, rest in peace Aguares 
and yeah. Gallardo with Pumas <laughs> and later w- and, and with Mexico and also yeah. with Monterrey. So yeah. I think those guys are really tailored well for that system. The, the only thing I would say about the, as well about the Chaka criticism is, um, yeah, obviously he started out as a winger and I, I think he's a wing back. I think he would be, mm-hmm. he's positioned as a wing back with three cent- centre backs, which is almost like what he's doing, you know, under, under Martino. But the other thing is, because he plays under Tigres, under Tuca and he doesn't go past the halfway line too much. Yeah. You know, it's very, very different what Tata's asking of Chaka compared to what yeah. Tuca's asking. So I think we, we've got to give him a bit of time, but I, I think he's the right back. I think he's the national team's right back. I mean, I don't see anybody else in the pool, like with full respect to Fernando Navarro. I don't think he's an international quality footballer. I think he's a very good Liga MX player, but, you know, at 30 years old, um, I just, I don't know. It's a weird one for me that I don't know why you don't, wouldn't call up a, a younger player and, and take a bit of a risk, but, anyways. Well, it looks like maybe someone's knocking, but really quick, everything on the outside as far as the fan fest, as far as the city of Dallas, everyone was raving about the Mex tour, but one of the things before we leave is talking about the football and the pitch. I think uh, Ochoa did say was uh, that he was kind of complaining. We talked about it yesterday because supposedly, you know, everyone's looking at this, but um, I think that if, you know, this big of a stadium and they put this money in, uh, players are still talking about that pitch. And it's kind of a, a, a sore subject because I think all the players are already, you know, focusing on that part just like I mean based off of the injuries and just how the pitches even Tatas had said I don't know how to put the pitch in between all this but I mean Ochoa was really bothered and was saying well something needs to be changed like because it's contracted like they have to you know play here like they're just not looking forward to it so I see some tweets saying like they should just exclude the stadium like that's how harsh it is Dang, that's, that's not going to happen yeah, because they've signed a contract to be here every money. single year. <laughs> I mean, they've, they've signed a deal to be here every single year, but that's the reality that Tata stepped into knowingly. I, I yeah. think, you know, he's not... He mentioned it again, right? He, he did. He talked... To, well, and he was asked, you know, if, sort of if he would like to play in Copa America and against better teams. And he said, look, like, I'm not afraid to play other teams. And it was, I think it's... I didn't take it today as much as, as some criticism, as much as just... I'll play anyone at any time. It's just I only have so many match dates and a lot of them are committed already to playing these games in the U.S. where I might not be able to convince Argentina, Brazil, Germany, France, or not even convince, but a lot of those teams have... Because they can't. Yeah, UEFA, Europa League games, Euro qualifiers, or or what have you. So, uh, you know, he said, I think, if I remember correctly, he said... I would lose 10 games in a row. I'm not afraid of losing 10 games in a row if it means playing against the very best teams there are in the world. That's all well and good, uh, but that's not the situation. No. Yeah, it's like you said, he knew it, you know. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think the pitch was that bad, to be mm-hmm. honest. But then again, you have to listen to the players because they're the ones mm-hmm. who, you know, Ochoa's spoken in an interview recently. He said one of the things about the Mexican league is the pitches aren't that good. They don't water them before. And it's like, you got to listen to the players. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, those are the, they're the ones out there. But, but I, I, I see this as part of the power struggle between the players and the federation. It's just another thing that the, he's complaining about. He's bringing it up um, to make a point. It's like Chicharito and, and the premios, the, the bonuses. It's like these guys, Chicharito said the other day, he, he's loaded. He's got loads of money. He doesn't need the money. For me, it's a challenge to the federation. We want more control. We want more say. And I think this falls into it. They're saying, you, you guys have got your deal with some. You guys are ma- making a lot of money. Put us a pitch in place. You know, yeah. Pay us properly. You know what I mean? I, I see it as part of that kind of infighting. 
All right. Well, that's uh, the pre uh, the games before the Gold Cup. How uh, how do you guys feel about Mexico coming into this Gold Cup? Aside from the injuries, John, you mentioned the competition isn't there, but uh, the football. Um, are we going to see a Mexico finally take a Gold Cup and do it right, win from start to finish with no craziness? John, you were mentioning on the way here that Mexico hasn't gotten nine points in the first group stage since. It's only happened once. One time. <laughs> So everywhere we can. So if you so I'm meet somebody new, he's like, "Hi, my name's John Arnold." Did Did you know that? Did you know? It is. I didn't bring it up this time, but I just get tired of the oh, Gold Cup sucks. Why are we even bothering? We need to play Copa America, etc., etc. It's like Mexico doesn't always win this tournament. They don't ever, except for one time, get out of the group stage unscathed. But that said, I mean, like I said, I, the U.S. looks bad. Costa Rica, meh. Honduras looks bad. Panama, Panama is this gen, kind of generational transition. Jamaica could be difficult, yeah. but the, the federation isn't in gear there. They're not getting not get the right conditions. Their pay is a little bit up in the air. But I, I do think the Reggae Boys are a team to watch with Leon Bailey present, yeah. with other players who haven't necessarily been around present. That said, I mean, I think Mexico just goes into this tournament as the favorite based on the fact that they're in really good form. They've won four games. They've scored multiple goals in every game. They've played all South American teams. Martino has these guys playing good football. He has them understanding the idea he wants, and they have to be the favorite going into the Gold Cup. All right. Well, there you have it. Gadi, uh, any last words? Gold Cup daily um, uh, here from Dallas to close us off and send us to the Gold Cup. All positive vibes. Hopefully no one else gets injured. Strong. And, yeah, hopefully Mexico wins Gold Cup. All right, guys. Well, we'll see tomorrow for Gold Cup Live. Hopefully Tom's okay by then. Yeah, I'll see you online. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys.